0: This is On the Block with Strick and Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93.7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bacobin.
1: I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet
0: GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is on the block with Stricken Bob.
2: <laughs> We're back on the block for the second hour. <laughs> I can't get over it. I'm still. I'm still in tears and and still hurt tears for fears that Vince McMahon is gone. Oh, I know. My heart is still broken. <laughs> <laughs> As much as I still I d I don't know the new guys. I'm I'm old school, but I don't know the new guys, but that's okay. I love Vince McMahon. I thought he was the dog.
3: Well, they did they did have SummerSlam over the weekend and Brock Lesnar brought a, tra- I saw a tractor that. and like lifted the ring up. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if tractor's the right term. I'm yeah, not. I'm not very yeah,
2: from. we've got some good stuff to talk about here on the blog ninety three seven the ticket to ticketfm.com. The Sodom Heyman text line is always open to you guys because we love to hear from you. We love to understand how you feel about it. And we may not Ultimately, no, nah, let me be quiet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we try to get to it. Let me just say that. We'll there try to get yeah. to it. We do care about what you say, but maybe we
3: don't sometimes because you're
2: <laughs> killing us on what we are
0: saying. Someone who was,
3: yeah. b- was bowling Nick earlier on the text line. Did you hear that? Well, no? that was
0: somewhat rightfully so. He didn't know who Green Day was. Well, he doesn't
3: know what Green Day is. The, the group, the, yeah. the, band. the band, or yes. Blink182, or Blink182. Nick. Nick.
2: Oh, wow. He's 21 well, he's, years old. He's a young buck. Yeah. Still, I mean, ugh, that's just a bad look. Uh, uh, bad Day, look all around. Green Day's classic. I mean, that's like him not knowing who the Red ch- Hot Chili Peppers are. Right. He might and not. Also another good one. That is that around one. the same time period, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh right, Well, anyway. We're on the block, second hour. <laughs> um, so, we've got Nate Dogg that joined us back again. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit right now about what Whipple had to say. I mean, I, I think Whipple is, is okay with how things are going in a lot of different aspects of the game. But one thing I think, I, is it concerning to me? Uh, yeah, yeah, in some ways, because does it create doubt? Does it kind of set the tone for, you know, if you come up short? You know, I I don't know. I just don't know if I like the tone of it. But he basically said something to the tune of first games lost are more than first games won. And and, and the question is is, is that an advantage when you're looking at it? from Northwestern or, you know, how, how do you view, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about a comment like that. If I'm in the, in the locker room.
3: Well, I, I actually like it because it's, it's, it's addressing your problems, right? It's, it's not hiding from them. It's, 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 it's telling you like you guys, you know, and he's new and, and maybe he's trying to, you know, steer the ship in the right way. But uh, I I hope that they're not like dancing around the fact that guys, we had a lot of wins in our hands last year, and we let him go through this, that you know, this, that, and the other thing, um, and so that's what he's kind of saying is, you know, this is this is the, the I, you know, I I don't think it's a secret, probably in that locker at this point, that um, to beat Scott Frost Nebraska teams, basically you've just had to stick to the game plan, and Kirk Ferentz did that better than anybody uh, mm-hmm. last year, which My is eventually. God. Just, you know, keep keep chugging along. Nebraska will beat themselves and, you, and you'll leave that game a winner. Um, so that's been something that's hurt Nebraska over the years. So for Whipple to say that, uh, I think is somewhat just trying to to, to waken the team to say, hey, listen, we got to get ready to play um, some some stable football, you know, to go out there, not beat ourselves, uh, you know, play some disciplined football out of the gate because you're going to expect that out of Northwestern. You don't expect a lot of talent. You don't expect them, um, you know, to have the skill position players to Beat you, Peter Skronsky's is pretty nice, but you know you don't think that they're just gonna run you right over with right. that you know those, that running back group that they have. They're just gonna play sound football and hope for you to make a mistake and wait for you to make a mistake. That's been the recipe to beating Nebraska in the past. So um, avoiding that is it, it would be one you know one tactic, but just meeting it straight you know straight on. I, I kind of like that out of whip.
2: I think be- I, before you speak, Nate. I, I think Bach makes a good point, and I think Downtown Scott on the text line. Mm-hmm. Kind of clarifies that and, and it's in line with what you're saying. He says, Whipple, he means if you lose the game, it's because you lost it and it's not because Northwestern won it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. It's because you're still doing the same things, the same elements that has caused you to become three and nine as opposed to nine and three last year. And it's losing it. Losing it. And not letting them actually beat you. You're doing idiotic things on the field that's causing you to lose games.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Before we get into that, too, uh, the Royals fans will find this interesting. Whit Merrifield has officially been traded to the Blue Jays. So, something's uh, happening down there in Kansas City. Maybe reloading. That is interesting. Uh, trying to Trying to make a – because they traded Ben Benintendi to the, to the Yankees the other yeah. day, too. So, kind of overloading there. Hopefully getting some guys. I think it's interesting because – Mark Whipple's saying this from an outside perspective, right? Like, he's only seen Nebraska from, like, the exterior, from the outside. He has never been within the program. So, I think it's interesting that someone who hasn't been inside the program, even he sees it as Nebraska is known as the team that does it to themselves. And I I, kind of like that he says this because, in the sense, Pittsburgh is kind of one of those teams that, like, much like the Iowa's Wisconsin's like you aren't going to get the benefit of the doubt with all these five stars that are just going to end up winning the game. Like you have to play sound football. And, and, and that's what he did when he was at Pittsburgh and, and, I hope that that translates to Nebraska because it sounds like the recipe for success, at least in the big 10 West is normally you play sound football, you don't commit turnovers, you don't do stupid mistakes. And that's ultimately what was the demise of Nebraska football last year. So I kind of like that a guy from the outside, at least is saying, okay, we know what the, what Nebraska is viewed as they're viewed as the team. Like box says, you just wait them out. You just wait them out until they eventually just implode on themselves and and it sounds like he's trying to do the
2: opposite of that. Well, <laughs> do we have a Magic 8 ball working today? It seems like the, I think we have one in the other room. is man. totally in line with what you guys are saying yeah. right now. John and Cortland has, uh, drinking the Kool-Aid, 9-3. Uh, John and John. He says respect is earned. He's my guy. I actually got a chance to meet him. Uh, he says respect is earned. Why would any other team give the team respect? Word. And that's kind of what you're saying. I mean, you, you've got to earn it. You can't just – you can't – it's not the old team like the old Mike Tyson when he used to just walk into the, the building and you were like in fear of what was going to happen to you in this first round. And then it got to a point where I just got to hold on. I just got to hold on. I got to get past the first three rounds. If I can take him to the seventh or eighth, I know he'll start to wane and tire and then I can get to him. And that's what the strategy became. That's why you had Evander Holyfield and some of those others that began to get make him frustrated because eventually he'll make mistakes that's what's happening with Nebraska. They lost the ire of walking in the building and just having where teams knew that they were going to get drug. You look on film, you look in every aspect of their games, you looked on film and saw that good gosh, they were tough. And then even if you didn't respect them by the time they finished with you, you had major respect for them Ask Warren Sapp and the, the Miami mm-hmm. groups and ask Florida, the way that they were talking greasy to them. And one of my buddies uh, Tim Grayman, shout out. Uh, he went to Florida. He, he's from Nebraska, was talking to them, and they were talking greasy about what they were going to do to Nebraska, and they can't keep up with us, and we're going to run through them, and we're going to do all of this. And they came back on crutches and with foot <laughs> boots and with, uh, with all kinds of bandages. And he was laughing at them because of the fact that that's, that's the perception, but that's how we used to do people. That has changed. There's no respect now for when Nebraska walks into the room. I don't think that even after last year, I still don't know. Do you feel? Hammond text line, 402-464-56. Do you feel the mystique of Nebraska changed after well, last year? Are they respected even with a 3-9 and record? I think the biggest thing now,
0: and, and my answer is a resounding no to that, because you got to look at most of the guys that are on the field are, what, 19, 20, 21 years old? what they know of nebraska is taylor martinez and I, and i've said this and i know nebraska fans sometimes get a little bit upset by it but like i know all the fans remember what nebraska was in the 90s and even in the early 2000s you can loop those teams into it too when nebraska was legitimately a national champion contender and a force to be reckoned with these kids on the field don't know that. Like these kids on the field, do not look at the end and then get worried. They don't think, "Oh my gosh!" Like Nebraska is going to run for three hundred yards on us today. The black shirts are going to show up and only give up ten points. Like. That's just not how Nebraska is viewed anymore. And it's sad, and I, I think that's going to change this year, at least I hope it does. But you got to realize that the players on the field are not the players that remember those teams. Well, it's I mean, not They a, don't.
3: It's not just remembering those teams by now. I mean, it's it's having played Nebraska the last couple of years. Even the, guy, yeah. the guys that are juniors and seniors, if you're at Iowa or Wisconsin, you're right. you beat them every time. That's a good if point, you're in Illinois, yeah. you beat them last year. If you're at Northwestern, you split with them. Minnesota's been beating you. So all these teams, the mystique of Nebraska – they, it's like we talked about earlier with the the the, the opposing anonymous coach um, saying they're on the all bus team. I mean, I'm sure there's still somewhat of a mystique if, if they talk to their you know dad or grandfather about mm-hmm. playing Nebraska. There's there's something kind of cool about it, but right. it's not like it, it, it's not like walking in and playing against Ohio State right now. It's not like playing Wisconsin. I mean, they're are games that you're going to be like in current age a lot more like shocked or worried or you know you know, just kind of this is the moment type of feeling when you walk into those stadiums as opposed to Nebraska what I'm fascinated in with these Mark Whipple quotes though is too is um, well a few few different routes to go there is basically we've like we've said it with the the recipe to beat Nebraska the recipe to win in the Big Ten West sometimes is playing uh, not to lose the game rather than playing to win the game I don't see that being part of Mark Whipple's MO. no, no. And so while he's saying you know saying that and trying to get the players ready, I don't think we're going to see that. But part of that and, and what hurt Nebraska a lot, I mean, you talk about flipping that schedule around, or excuse me, that that record around from three and nine to nine and three would be a successful two-minute drill. How much do we expect that? Mm. Because that that stalled Nebraska just about every oh, yeah. time. And red zone oh, offense, red zone offense, and he's high in the kicking game. He said high that the, the other day. Game. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that could be the complete difference. We talk about all these different things that need to happen for Nebraska. Some of it's just small. Like, if you don't, like, special teams, offensive line, two-minute drill, uh, all, the, you know, all the, you know, just red zone red offense, red zone offense, uh, you know, not having so many false starts. Mm-hmm. All that stuff seems like a whole lot to get turned around. But at the same time, if you just turn around two or three of them, you might be nine and three. And and I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about the two-minute drill this year. Obviously, we got kind of have to see how it plays out. It's but you've definitely got the quarterback in place. You have the receivers. You have the offensive line. It's more than just you know Casey or having confidence in him. And then the other thing is, you know, he, he also lost a few games for Texas down the stretch. I think those situations. the
0: big thing that you mentioned, Bach, that I'm taking away from Mark Wibble, and I'm glad that you mentioned it because I agree with you. I think so many times last year, Nebraska probably not to the fault of really anybody it just once you get into such a a path that you lose games like that it almost becomes a mental aspect like I think there are plenty of games that Nebraska was physically the better team on the field the better team like everything was going right and then mentally something just crashed towards the end of the season you just get into this spiral in this cycle that you can't get out of and a lot of that I think was because they were playing not to lose like, they, they weren't playing to win the game. It wasn't, let's just step on their throat and win this football yeah, game and just yeah. d- and bully them into the ground. Like, we never saw that instinct from Nebraska. And I think Mark Whipple hopefully is going to change that. And, and that's yeah. what you just mentioned, that, like, when you get up on these teams, like, Iowa last year is a perfect example. Like, we saw in the fourth quarter, it looked like a completely different team. Fact. And I know for a fact that team was playing not to lose. They were not playing to win that game, and I don't know if it had to do with playing a redshirt freshman and quarterback. I don't know if maybe it was too big of a moment. Like I, I don't understand Scott what Frost happened. Deme-
3: Scott Frost said, not just reporters on the sideline who also mentioned it, but the, like the demeanor on the sideline just d- dropped after that punt was blocked. It they did. Were, they were still winning at that point. And they were beating but everybody the hell just, out of Iowa, everybody too. Everybody said, here we go. Yep. This That's is it. it. That's how we lose. That's it. That's
2: yeah. what came out. I have a question for you guys. If you were a dominated player on campus, you find yourself whether you had an option or a choice to play on either side of the ball, would you rather be a strong DB or a strong wide receiver? Which one? Wh- wh- what say you? Let's go to Nate first. From what? Like
0: under what circumstances? Like, what no do you mean by strong?
2: I'm saying would you rather be a dominant person on the field as a cornerback Deion Sanders style or as a wide receiver like
3: Terrell Owens or or either freaky. way you're talking trash because those groups talk trash. <laughs> they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is uh,
0: uh, probably receiver just because of the way the game is officiated now. Like uh, it is definitely favorable for receivers. now. Like, I mean like that is not even up for discussion now. Like it is far more advantageous to be a receiver than a corner in today's. And. NFL or even college football too
3: yeah uh and, and we're, we've kind of seen it with the receiving boom over you know even this off season. um but I I'd still go with corner I'm a, I'm a defensive guy All right. and I've always Black I've always respected that a little bit more you know there's certain things in sports that are just fascinate me how you're able to do it hitting a baseball is one of them because I can't do that at all but to defend somebody that knows where they're going and yeah, yeah there's so many different routes and you know and it, it, to me being a quarterback is just incredible because they know where they're going they're fast they're 6'4 I mean the wide receiver these days are crazy and you just have to be able to stick with them especially if you're playing man um, I'm always amazed by quarterbacks
2: Honda Lincoln Hotline is open as well. 402 464 5685. Definitely would love to hear from you about the advantage. If you think it's an advantage for Northwestern as to what Whipple had to say regarding winning the first game and losing the first game. But uh me personally, I think D B uh for me as well. Uh, I would love to be a Jalen Ramsey type. There you, go. you know, I I I would love to be a lockdown type of guy of of whenever you looked my way, you, you were in fear that it might be going the other way. I, I really like to be able to deal with that situation a lot better. I think, I think receivers, as you say, get away with so much more with the pushing off and all of those things. But a, a DB, the skill that is required to be able to stop on dimes... To be able to read route patterns, Um, you know, the risk of getting burnt at every freaking play. But also, you're the guy out there, and there's going to be a rotation of receivers. You're not just dealing with the same guy the whole time. That guy gets tired, he comes out. Most likely, you get tired, you stay in, and you got a fresh guy, you've got a freaking chase. That's the thing. I think I like about the DBs is the heart of a DB oh, yeah. to take that challenge of multiple guys throughout a multiple set, and in most cases, you're not coming out the game.
3: Yeah, or or, or you follow that guy around the field. I mean, it just depends on how they do it. But uh, I just feel like there's it's it's a little bit more of a premium too. Like I think there's a lot of solid corners, but to get a true lockdown corner that can change the game plan, um, it's it's just crazy. And then wide receivers. Yeah, I mean the, the great ones are tough to replace. Don't get me wrong, but there is there's a there there seems to be like a, a, a bit easier to get a you know a third a third receiver is pretty replaceable. A Second receiver, at times, is pretty replaceable unless you have uh, like you're talking about the greatest show on turf with the, you know like Torrey Holt and yeah. Isaac Bruce out there. Those yeah. guys are replaceable, but yeah. you've got to really put something together. We have Jay here on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Jay, how's it going? What's
1: going on, fellas? How are you? Good. Good. Patrick, i got a question for you. I'm going to throw you guys a curveball and kind of change the topic. Is that okay?
2: Sure. A little bit? Yeah.
1: Hey, so Kyler Murray's contract just came out. I know you guys have probably talked about this, where they've got – there's a caveat in there about he needs to study every week. And Patrick Mahomes, who I absolutely love, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, came out and had some comments about Kyler Murray and the thoughts – around murray and why that clause would be in there but i know that there's been talk that there's been blank tape sent home with him and he said he studied blitz packages um aka oh man what was the number one draft pick for the raiders uh demarcus
3: russell help me yeah. out here. Hey, yeah. Jamarcus yeah, russell. That,
1: yeah same problem with him Strick, i just want to get your take you're a professional athlete the clause is in there uh, and I'm gonna hang up and listen. If it's in there, there's gotta be a reason. There can't they're just not gonna throw it in there for no reason. And I it's been bugging me since I saw Pat's comments and I just wanna hear your take. So thanks guys, I appreciate it listening as you guys know. Have a good one. All
2: right, thanks, yeah, Jay. Thanks, a great hey, a great question. And listen, I, I'm going to address it and I'm also gonna caveat it. One thing is they did remove the clause. So yeah. they got a lot of pushback. There was a lot of people that were literally slamming them. That's one thing I will say that I hate about uh, organizations or people, so to speak. It, it, stand on your ground about what you – because you do have a reason for why you did it. You didn't, you didn't just come up with this out of the air. You know what I mean? And, and so I, I have to agree. Stand your ground on that specific comment. Now, I think it is something that I wouldn't mind – and I would just become better. I would take it as a challenge. If I was a Kyler Murray, I would strive for excellence because the best ones to do it, i.e. your Peyton Mannings, i.e. your Tom Brady's, i.e. the best to do it, were great at it. And if you were receiving the tapes and, oh, yeah, yeah, I studied it, yeah, yeah, and there was nothing on that, then yes, yes. I would, I would, I would address that issue, and I would address it in the contract. I would even be more mad. I'm, it makes me more mad because even with Cleveland right now. I would, me, me and Nate talked about it yesterday, mm-hmm. how idiotic it was that they didn't have different clauses in there to address the Deshaun Watson yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would put it in there, and yes, I would hold it to account. And yes, I would continue to test it, and yes, I would put it back in there if I sent more tapes home and I knew you wasn't on top of it. You would be doing classwork, basically. That's how it would be for me if I'm giving you all that money. Sorry, Jay, if that was a long-winded
0: answer. That's why he called in, he said. Uh, I don't want to flip this back and forth. I'm glad that we were able to get Jay's phone call, but Gus says, Whipple comments were spot on. A team's first game jitters usually cause more problems than the other team. Northwestern shouldn't score more than 7 to 10 points. Ergo, the O just needs one more point than that. Feel that midseason Huskers could drop 60 on Northwestern. They almost did last year. And first game, maybe 28. What what do you guys think? I mean, there there there's something to be said for first game jitters, especially for a team that's been so unsuccessful Nebraska, even in week zero, look back at last season. That Illinois game. For every player that played in that Illinois game last year, I guarantee that is in the back of your head. How could it not be? Like like you lost, especially the way they did like they got embarrassed by Illinois. Let's be let's be completely honest here and not sugarcoat it. They were embarrassed. And that's got to be in the back of your head.
3: It it does, but at the same time, I think that's part of the, the the rebrand, the re you know the rebuild, the fresh coat of paint is. There's a lot of these guys in here that aren't going to think a lot about that Illinois game. That weren't that's true. here. I mean, a lot of the guys, especially on offense, um, uh, they're 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 trying they're trying to rely on new blood. Uh, and then the other thing is, it could be kind of the complete opposite of that. Is is not you know thinking so much about um your ghost of last year. I hope that they at some point move on from that and are probably waiting. Uh, on edge for the seasons just so around campus. And, of course, there's been stories about mm-hmm. uh, professors and, and, and stories going on around campus. But um, how much do you think that they're just waiting um, to get a different narrative written about this team? And, and you just tired of hearing about three and nine yeah. and, and how close they were yeah. and they were still good and all that stuff. Maybe they take it out on Northwestern. <laughs> you know, all that frustration. Right. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be the, yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> and, and that goes back to what
2: Nate was talking about, like, I would be having hype videos like absolutely like of glory hype, like showing the type of domination. And when you step on the field, it's like, Hey, we're downhill, baby. We're, we're going downhill. Mm -hmm. We're, we're big monster trucking you today. Like that's the feel I want to have when I'm watching that game, that it just doesn't look like Northwestern has a chance, which they shouldn't. Like, like, let's, let's like be honest, they shouldn't. Vince McMahon style. Yeah, hey. there you go. <laughs> no, chance. <laughs> no chance. No chance. No chance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
3: part. But, I mean, and we'll be honest. I mean, we can be honest with it, too, as the game plays out. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, – what I love about sometimes doing the post game show is that the narrative changes. Like, mid-second quarter, everybody's – pissed off, ready to build, (laughs) you know, tear down the program. They ended up winning by 14 or whatever. And obviously they didn't have too much last year. Um, And then everybody's good. Uh, I can't wait to see, you know, but there's, there, there should be a different feeling uh, between Nebraska winning, you know, 63 to 10, as opposed to 27 to 10. Right. I mean that, because the the dominant teams, great teams uh, will, put their foot on your throat and, and stomp you out and, and let you know about it and hope you have nightmares about it next time and put their backups in it. And the backups do the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. the,
3: but, or if you just kind of slide by, get a, get a narrow win and, and then we'll all just go Well, that was Northwestern. That's what they needed to do. I don't. I'm not sure if they've arrived. And and you know what? That'd be fine too. I mean, we'll we'll take a win any way you can get it at this point. Um, but there certainly will be a different uh, feeling heading into, especially that Oklahoma game, if you really take care of business.
0: Well, when when we're talking about feeling, for one, for what it's worth, Nebraska, if we remember, won by fifty against Northwestern last year. Right. Like I. I don't care if it's week zero. I don't care if it's in Ireland. Nebraska, we can go on to on paper all we want. Nebraska by all indications, is as good of last year, if not better, depending on how you evaluate the quarterback position and the offensive line. The offensive line was rough last year. It might be rough this year. You made an upgrade, in my opinion, to quarterback. Some people don't agree with that. I would say the defense, you made perfect additions, all that. Northwestern got worse. We talked about them extensively when we did our Big Ten Media Day, uh, when we talked about it before they got into the into the uh, interviews and all that. Northwestern's going to be bad. Like, you... The, what I'm worried about more than anything, guys, is not only like stomping Northwestern out the gate. Last year, you were what 21 nothing in the first oh, quarter. Yeah. You have to do that again because I know that we we can say Nebraska looks like a different team. There's a lot of different players. Listen, if you go into halftime and it's tied 10 to 10, I'm worried. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I, like I am. I'm terrified, oh, yeah. and I, and, I oh, yeah. and we. I know it's a different team and it's a different coaching staff, but like. My God, this needs to be from the first snap you pound Northwestern into the ground. It has to be that way. That's and, why I don't think you got to throw it. I think you no, got to run it. Pound it yeah. into pound the ground it And just yeah. absolutely Wear him out. run them up and down the field just like you did last season. And I don't want to hear any of this like week zero, Ireland. Like, Northwestern's a bad team. Nebraska should be a good team. Pound them from the first
2: snap. Yeah. yeah. We got to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well that's a great way to do it. Pound them into the into the ground. Absolutely. Yeah, that's 45 what 45 to 6. Bach has 45 to 6. Let's see that. That's do. That's what I want to see too. We got to be uh we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back on 937 the ticket the ticketfm.com. We're on the block. Right after these messages.